What happened is when we had that song going and we went back into Skype, the doggone thing automatically lowered the volume on the music and I couldn't jam out here like I wanted. But we're going to get back to the subject of harassment of James. James, are you still with us? I am. That is awesome because, you know, you being here and being able to harass you is really, you know, a lot of the fun, don't you think? Sure. <laughs> I don't think he's going to play along. He's he's going to be fine. He's going to he's going to be perfectly fine. Um, no, seriously, James is a good friend of mine. He's actually my cousin, and um, he is. Let's see, he is a guy who I. Uh, you know what I did for him a little while back, Cecil. He had. Uh, he, he lives out in Georgia. He's got the rabbit problem. Oh yeah. And yeah. Um, the rabbit problem. A good way to deal with the rabbit problem is a nice air gun. Well, definitely. Yeah. And you know what I did. I took a Hot Sun 85 camo, tuned it for him, shipped it to him, scoped in a hard shell case. Really? Yeah. To ask him how he's doing with it. How are you doing with that, James? I don't have any rabbits left. Well, that, that... Is that a result of you using that gun, James? I don't see it being accomplished any other way. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, James, um, have you done any shooting with that air gun? I'm curious. I have shot it. You know, it shoots great. It's really dialed in. But, uh, you know, you, you don't want to overuse something. Wear it out. <laughs> is that possible with an air gun? It's not possible with I an air gun. I'm, I'm testing the theory now. It seems to be doing quite well, not being used a lot. Well, that's a very interesting... See, we're, <laughs> on, the, we're on the other end of that equation. Yeah, so on the other end of that spectrum, totally. <clears throat> the, the preservation is going well here. Okay. The preservation, not of the animals, but of the, of the yeah. equipment. Well, bo okay. both, I think, are being preserved quite well. <laughs> so, we were talking about air guns. We were giving James a hard time. Gave him a really nice gun. He barely shoots it. But I sort of knew that going in. Yeah. I was hopeful. So you know, I'm guessing you gave him a 20. I didn't. He only had 177. Oh, you gave him 177? Oh. Yeah. Well, that still does the job. Well, he's a Definitely. cheapskate. Uh, he wouldn't spend the money on 22 pellets. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they're yeah. twice as much as 177, so I figured. I'm not know, cheap. What's that, James? I'm not cheap. No. Frugal? Frugal? Is that what you're going with? <laughs> Jump in both feet. I just bought a bunch of tools, Rick. <laughs> All right. Are they I'll tools it, for air guns? I take it back. I take it completely back. There was a time where you were were, were more penny-wise and, and pound-foolish. Is that correct? No, I, I, yeah, I think I still am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you don't have any debt. You see, that's, there is an upside to that little equation. So, And speaking of debt, let's talk about some really expensive air guns. <laughs> I've got one here in the studio. Now, we're we're going to be talking about these Only things. one? All right, I have several here in the studio. Yeah. One in particular that he's well, talking One in particular about. I'm going to talk about. And, and when you guys, uh, what we're going to do for anybody that wants to come up and listen and actually cares, we're going to actually gonna videotape these. We'll put these videos after we sort of mix out or edit out all the stuff we don't want you to see. We will uh, we'll put those up on YouTube so you guys can actually see what we're talking about. Well, one of the guns we got here is the Avanix Sniper oh. in 45 cal. It's expensive. And when I say expensive, we're talking, what, 1400 bucks? I'd shoot that gun, Rick. I know you would. I'm going to give you one with a hand pump. <clears throat> yeah. That's going to be what we're going to do. You know that little... That little belly you got, you're working on. You won't have that after you, you know, spend a little time with a hand pump. So, <clears throat> but anyway, an ab workout. Yeah, you ain't kidding. But that gun, now that'll get the job done. Forty-five caliber, uh, pushing about 150 foot pounds, accurate to about 40 yards with the 137 grain round ball. That that gun impressed me. Recently posted a video of that one up on YouTube, a review for Pyramid Air. Really, really sweet gun. 
Expensive gun, like I said, runs about $1,400. But if you want to hunt large game, if it's legal to do so in your state. Medium to large game, yeah. Yeah, medium to large. That's definitely an option. Um, Cecil, now, we went hunt the other day. And we don't want to go into it. We, well, shoot. Well, people listen to it. They listen to it. Um, but we'll probably recap some of this again. We're just sort of working through definitely. the motions here. But we went hunting the other day, and uh, besides the fact that you drug me over yak paths up <laughs> to some <laughs> unknown elevation. Elk trails. Elk, elk whatever. Yeah. Um, elk trails <laughs> through scrub brush, you know, over, and I have a hole in my shorts, by the way, from that stupid barbed wire fence. Um, uh, but anyway. Yeah, about that. <laughs> but anyway. I um, tried to hold it down. Besides the, the, like the, the elevation we had to climb and everything. Uh, the hunting side of it was pretty cool. I enjoyed yeah. myself with that. What I mean, you used to do that a lot, right? Oh yeah, that, I grew up doing that. That, that. that was my teenage years right there. Was spent in that those hills. Well, t- tell us a little bit about what makes the Wallapais unique because we are in a very odd place geographically here at Havasu. A lot of different opportunities around, but that that place is pretty cool. Tell us well, a little bit about the, it. The, the special thing about the the Wallapai Mountains up there and the, the peaks is uh, it's it's uh, what they call a sky island. And uh, it's an area where there's that type of flora and fauna. It's the only area within 100 miles that you, you'll see that, that that has that high elevation. It's 6,700 foot at the peak. Um, where we were at was around 6,200 foot. Um, and, of course, here in Havasu, we're at 450 foot. So up there you have pinyon pine, you have quakies, you have aspens. And it's the only place in 100 miles that you'll see that. So uh, there actually are elk, mule deer, uh, tree squirrels, and the, you won't see those anywhere near there until you get up near Flagstaff, Williams area, which is over 100 miles away. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing that the elk, you know, there's no more elk within 100 miles, but there's just that one little island up there in the sky on top of a mountain where they exist. I need you to keep talking. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You need to talk more. Talk <laughs> well, more about like the, uh, well, the it, what you what you hunt up there. Right. Well, you the kind of kind of guns you want to use. And I'm trying to figure something out okay. on the computer. I need you to vamp. Just okay. You got just, it. Yeah. Right. Fill yeah, airspace. Okay. We you didn't, didn't do no, no dead air. Yeah, straight. Yeah, see, oh, I got you it. Hand signals. Do that. See. Hand yeah. signals. I got okay, you. Next but, time. Uh, yeah, you you definitely have a uh, uh, plenty of small game opportunities up there. There's quail. There's uh, tree squirrels and um, ground squirrels and everything else. Um, and you can hunt with anything from, uh, you know, 177 caliber um, air rifles. Uh, even some of the some of the air, the CO2 rifles are packing enough power to take take down squirrels and uh, quail and such. Um, and then there's there's the larger game up there. There's a uh, javelina, medium sized game. Um, there's coyotes. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Let's, let's kind of jump in on the javelina because okay. that's sort yeah. of. That's besides the besides the like predator stuff that you can hunt with an air gun, which you can have, you need twenty two cal at least. Right, two twenty two caliber PCP or larger in Arizona, yeah. So javelina though is sort of like the first medium game, large game. It's, it's like at the entry level of where an air gun can be used. I mean, what's for 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 larger game for big yeah. what they consider big game in Arizona and most states. The javelina is basically the smallest. Yeah, they right, run around thirty-five pounds. Yeah, it's right. Starts at that level, right? right? And what, like here in, I got messages coming through here. Let me take a look. What's going on? So, um, the javelina is sort of that entry level. What specifically in Arizona do you need to be able to hunt that legally with an air gun? Um, in Arizona, the, the since they've added pneumatic weapons into or new air guns, pneumatic. Um, Rifles and everything into the uh, the mix. Um, right at Havelina is when it starts, where you need a minimum of 35 caliber, and it has to be a precharged pneumatic. Okay. Um, so you can't use a nitro piston. You can't use a Springer um, and a CO2. Just it's caliber dependent, and it's got to be it's got to be 35 or larger. Power source, or power source to be PCP. Yes. Well, for those people that don't know about air guns, you mentioned a few things. You mentioned Spring. Nitro piston and PCP. Now, if we're going to break those down for folks, especially if they're new, what's what? Let's start with springs. What, how would you describe a spring rifle? Well, a spring rifle uses a, a coil spring that's compressed with a piston on the end of it that's sealed up in a, in a bore or a chamber, um, a piston tube, if you will. Um, and when you pull the trigger, it releases the tension on that spring that shoves that piston forward in the, the compression chamber and uh, 
shoves, compresses air and pushes it out through a transfer port that goes into the barrel and shoves the projectile, be it a pellet or a uh, cast bullet, um, out the end of the barrel, and that's how you get project your projectile leaves the weapon. And a nitro piston, nitro piston is the same exact technology, but instead of a metal spring, we've got a strut that you'd have like you're holding up the. You guys, if you've ever had a uh, a, um, I had a suburban, and it's got those. It had the lift ta- lift gate. I will make a coherent sentence. I swear to you, I will try. Um, it had a lift gate. Yeah, that, yeah. Is that my lovely wife harassing me? Yes, the peanut gallery. Yeah. Mute, baby. <laughs> Find the mute button, okay? Uh, I, mean, I unmuted just for that. <laughs> peanut gallery's welcome, but let's be supportive. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, I support you, baby. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, the lift gate went up and promptly came down on my head uh, because those little struts had lost their air. But they actually make those kind of struts far more powerful struts, and hopefully they last a bit longer. Yeah. Um, well, they, you, you actually use, a, like, a nitrogen gas or a... a well, it's actually do. a gas. It's not really an air. Well, some do. Except... Well, yeah, if you're talking about the uh, vortex. The vortex is so just compressed air. Compressed air. And, um, of the, course, the, the gamma, gamma doesn't tell you what they use. It's just IGT, inert gas inert gas exactly. technology, yes. which is probably nitrogen. Nitrogen. But or they can't oxygen. use nitro piston no. because that's a Somebody else, thing. yeah. Yes. Um... But yeah, they, and then the, you know the the nitro piston. They say that it uh, works better in cold weather conditions. Um, I don't buy it. I, I don't. I don't buy it either. But um, that's what they're you know they're the good marketing. One of the though. selling one of the selling points of it that they use. Um, but uh, they say that the, the spring gun, which uh, if you use a, a lube that on the spring um, that does not w- work well in extremely low temperatures, then it can affect your velocity and your the power your. Well, you know, that's a nice segue to this portion of the show is brought to you by, (laughs) that's kind of funny, Um, actually have a product that I sell at airgunproshop.com, that's www.airgunproshop.com, called Tune in a Tube. Now, this is a lubricant that's good from 30 to 300. So, from 30 degrees to 300 degrees, you're not going to see any change in how this, uh, this lubricant reacts. If you're in cold, cold weather, they do have one that's from zero to 300. It's not quite as effective at reducing the the vibration and dampening properties, um, but it does. You know, it works pretty good. I frankly, I think my hunting at 30 degrees and under days with a Springer are probably over, um, right. because I do live in Arizona now. Yeah. Not that it's not cold in some places in Arizona, but the but point it's is only that, November. <clears throat> yeah, right. We've only really gone hunting once so far. Yes, but I'm probably going to be shooting pre-charge more than likely if I'm going up into those hills like you drugged me up before. Uh, anyway, that's another story. But the Tune of the Tube product is actually pretty cool because it's a little, it's got an applicator. If your gun's already shooting well, you actually don't have to take it all apart. You can, you know, take the stock off and actually get some lubricant in around the spring without dismantling your gun. And it actually does a pretty good job at taking out, taking away some of that vibration on, on a on a Springer that's a little bit uh, Yeah, it does get twangy. rid of that twang. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what I was going to say. Um, oh, we got we to gotta give a quick shout-out. Uh, Mike Middlebrook said, good job on Facebook. That's a little report from our Facebook ninja letting us know. Uh, Mike, uh, thank, you for, uh, thank you for saying so. If you can catch us, either if you guys go to TuneIn Radio, if you've got like a, an Apple or some other device, you can go there and actually listen to the Eagle Radio Network and catch our show. Um, anyway, James, what I was talking about is what we would like to do is get some sort of four-wheel drive something, something smallish like Samurai, even like a Bronco 2, you know, something that was... Yes, and Blazer. Yeah, yeah nothing really big, something because Cecil took me up. i got to tell you this story. We're out hunting. And I'm in my... I am in my F-250 diesel crew cab. The, it doesn't have a long bed, but... And other than that, it's this big honking truck. And so there's this old joke. I don't know who it was, whether it was, oh, it was a golf thing. That's what it was. It wasn't hunting. It was golf. But it was one of these Jeff Foxworthy, uh, one of those guys, blue-collar guys, that was telling a joke about you hit the ball, and they say, oh, it opens up over there. Well, as we were walking, or it was like one hill after the next hill. After, no, no, Rick, it's fine. It, it opens up over there. Every hill, it was like... We were walking on these little four-inch paths 
you know, with, you know, dodging yak poop, whatever it was, um, elk poop. There, I'll get it right. Elk poop. Elk poop. Anyway, so we're, we're driving a truck, and I'm running out of diesel, man. And we're like 30 miles from nowhere. Not that far, but we might as well have been on the moon, because there was no way I was going to hunt my fat butt out to where I could get diesel and get us, forget it. Oh, well, we were about 60 miles from Baghdad. I would, I, would be, I would be camping in the truck. <laughs> Cecil would be hiking there, carrying the diesel back. You probably have to take two trips because it was so far. <laughs> anyway, so we're, we're going down the back way because we want to check out this quote-unquote other spot. And we're going around this road. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. You know the roads in Texas, James, out the ranch? I do. They're like I-10, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, this is like switchback corners and hairpin turns and, you know, meeting trucks head on. And there's, you know, you got to go find some place to hang off the side of the mountain so they can, you know, pass you. And Anyway, <laughs> so I'm like getting more nervous and more nervous about looking at the, because, you know, idling that big diesel truck, it still sucks the diesel. So <clears throat> he says it's five miles. It feels like 35 we're driving down the back of this road, and we get to this, this, this point, so that's it, I'm turning around, because there's no way I'm climbing, be able to climb back up this hill, long story short. We find, he says, no, when you get to the bottom, there's a road, you turn left, you follow that road, takes you back to 40, I said, fine, good. But in the meantime, we get down there, and he says, uh, he says that's the road that goes left to 40, let's turn right. So well, if 40's to the left, why are we going right? Oh, it opens up over there. Right, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm embellishing a little bit on poor Cecil here. But we drive Just down a there. So this, this road was actually pretty cool. We get down, we get to the wash, and, you know, we're... It's hunt- the best road we've been on all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Which do doesn't do say much, 12. does it? You could do more than 12 on it. <laughs> no, that's, that's not saying a lot. But <laughs> so it, was, it was actually a pretty nice road. So we get down there, we park the truck, get our gear on. It's hot down here because we had dropped, what, about 1,000, 2,000 feet from no, the morning? we had dropped, uh, yeah, we dropped 2,000 feet. Okay, so yeah, yeah we 4, had... 4,200 feet, yeah. Yeah, so we had topped out at right around 63 when you drug my fat derriere up to the top of that ridge. Yeah, so now we're down all at, the way to Phoenix. <laughs> now we have, oh, we have Pez, buddy. Cool. All right, so... We get down into the gully, into that wash, and we're trying to find something. Of course, we find a chipmunk, and he was the luckiest chipmunk in the whole world. I missed him several times. Of course, I had dropped the gun and banged the scope. So, I'm Was that because you're a good shot or because you spared the squirrel or the chipmunk or what? No, that was just because no, I was aiming. I was trying. but So you're a bad shot. I was yeah, it was not good. It was good well, for the chipmunk, not so much <laughs> for me. Well, well, the shot you took in your defense, the shot that you took earlier was at uh, what was that? Forty-seven 40, yards. Yeah, forty-seven yards. And yeah. uh, this the chipmunk was like twenty yards, if that. Yeah, if I that. mean it was. I this is we haven't even gotten to the point of the story with the truck yet. We're going to get back to that. I, I I promise you. But back on this chipmunk thing, back to air guns for a minute. So. We, with the air guns, when you're hunting, it's absolutely critical to know your gun. And frankly, to be honest, I haven't spent enough time with the gun to really know it like I should. That's on me. And as a hunter, you're going out in the field, you absolutely know your gun. You have to. If you don't, well, you need to spend more time at the range. I didn't. I missed the shot. That's on me. So next time... I'm going to spend some more time at the range. I'm going to dial in the gun at the optimal. So I'm sorry. Can you spend more time at the range? I can. Hey, I'm going to go shoot the air uh, arms. Do you want to go? Uh, duh. Yeah, okay then. So stop giving me a hard time. I'll invite you. You can come with. <laughs> Gosh, okay, and take the, take the Mac 5 too. We can take the Mac. I just got ammo. I got lots of yes. uh, 3,000 rounds. And you didn't tell three, me? 357. Anyway, back to the story. Very, very fortunate chipmunk. I missed it. Anyway, so we're done. I finally tell Cecil, that's it, I'm done. Because he has hiked my fat butt all over creation at this point. So it's probably like two miles tops. Yeah, a little further than that. For me, me it was a lot. (laughs) Anyway, so we get in the truck, and I don't know where I am. And I'm going down this road. I says, he said, oh, this one will take you to the road. You'll be fine. Yeah. 
Well, that's because I didn't want to make you back up because you already started going. Oh that road. man, that road—it just got more narrow and more narrow. I got—I learned a new phrase called Arizona pinstriping. <laughs> Maybe you could tell me. It's probably very similar to the Texas pinstriping that I get when I go visit over there. Yeah, pretty much. So, so I get—it's a geographical difference. That's about it. <laughs> so, looks we got some people in the chat room. That's very cool. Hey guys, looks like we got Black Focal and we've got Pez. Uh, we're talking about the uh, we're talking about this hunting trip Cecil took me on, and we're trying to get back to this main road before running out of diesel. And this road gets more narrow and more narrow. And truthfully, this thing is a four wheeler trail, and I'm toting my 250 diesel over this thing and scratch going through bushes down the whole side <laughs> of the truck, <laughs> and it's getting worse and worse. So we dip down into this one hill. It's like, boonk. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm about to put the thing in low four to try. And, oh, gosh, it was bad. Eventually, it's like going left. It's going right. It's getting more narrow. I'm thinking, what has this guy done to me? He's taking me, I, you know, wasn't going to say it, but I swore I thought I, saw, I thought I heard banjo somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> it's almost as bad as when I came out to visit you. James and the freaking GPS took me off to left nowhere Egypt. But anyway, so I get down and we finally get back to the main road and we're heading back and now we're tired. And it was a fun day. I yeah. liked it. I enjoyed it. Can't wait to do it again. This time, maybe we can start at the bottom spot in and the morning. Work our way up. Start at the yeah. bottom spot in the morning. Maybe get some cottontails and some quail. And then in the evening... Hit the trees at the top at the top of the mountain there. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that that sounds like a plan. I think I would but like the frame of reference here though is you know you know <laughs> I I I was the reconnaissance in the army hanging off of mountains and Humvees and track vehicles and you're used to driving down McCulloch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy is an army <laughs> scout and I am not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> No, he, he's sir. learning. He, he's learning. You know. uh, look, I kept in walking, and I, you know, I said, just give me a minute. I need to sit down. I figured, you know, it was either that or he was going to carry me out, and he wasn't going to have any of that. So yeah, well, you know. So tell me about the gun you you took out a new gun, and oh, we yes. could talk about it. Um, and I had a little visit from the head of Hot Sun USA not too long ago, and before he arrived at my door that afternoon, I get a beautiful little care package from FedEx. And you happen to be testing one of those products. What do you got? I've got the Hotson BT65 and 30 caliber, 7.62 millimeter. And it is a sweet, sweet shooting gun. i got to tell you, it's going to be really hard to let go of. Well, I'm hoping That's you don't have sure. to. <laughs> I'm hoping we don't have to at yes. all, actually. Frankly, that, that would be very nice. I'm pretty much thinking that if, if Blaine wants it back, he's going to have to make another trip out here. They may have to. Of course, if the if the if if these are the prototypes and the production ones are better, I'll gladly well, give them up. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. But I mean, with the, the way this one's shooting, I mean, it's a case of, you know, um, don't mess with it or you'll mess it up. Yeah, so I, I think the prototype phase is yeah. almost over with that thing. Well, that one, if I remember, we were out shooting. We, we did a little testing uh, at the range, and I wrote some articles at Airgun Depot, and just take a moment. Um, yeah, Pez wants the thirty caliber. Yeah, I'm with you there, buddy. Oh, be nice to Blaine. He's a great guy. He keeps me stocked and cool product. Anyway, moving on. So, wrote some articles for Airgun Depot. If you want to check those out, you go to airgundepot.com. Go to the university section, and you can see the three articles I've written. There's a bunch of crony tests on the 357 because that's what I had the most ammo for, and there's some shooting tests. Uh, 357 is probably going to need a little tweaking to really get optimized, but that 30 cal is like dead on the money. Um, I got a question here. Hey, Rick, are they going to try the big bore stuff on any of the other PCP? My guess is probably yes. Uh, if, if I know those guys, and I'm just speaking, probably speaking out of turn because um, it's their business, not mine, but I can make an educated guess based on what I've seen them do in the past. Um, it looks like I would imagine they're going to probably start with the BT-65 because that was the easiest to sort of convert. Um, it was pretty much set up. They changed the magazine, changed the barrel, and you're basically done. 
So the other guns are probably going to take a little more work. And if I were them, I would want to test the market and see, is this going to be practical? Or are we just chasing the tail? Or is there like four people that want it? Or are there 4,000 people that want it? So my guess is that depending on how sales go with the BT-65, I would imagine them coming out with something else. Um, we'll see how we'll see how that all works, but I really think that you'll see maybe like probably see a Galatian and yeah, like a thirty cal like at least. Yeah. Um, and I think the three five seven is going to take a little work. Um, and here's my thinking on the three five seven. And we're probably going to go through all of this again on Sunday because really this is just a trial run. Cecil came over. I've never used this board before. I've never tried to do the Skype and this kind of radio show with wireless mics and headphones and all this whole official studio, quote unquote. Um, so this is really trying things out. But anyway, um, when we are, w- you're going to hear this again on Sunday. Is my point? I apologize. Um, the are you there? I'm here. You have something you want to say? No, I'm just messing with you with all that new equipment. You know, you're interrupting <laughs> my train of thought. You know how hard it is for me to get a train of thought. No, it's actually not that hard. <clears throat> anyway. But thank you for derailing it, nonetheless, James, oh, the owner of a new air gun that doesn't shoot it. We have to come up. Shit's with our own, great. We're gonna have to come up with our own little Indian names. Ah, yeah. Anyway, and he'll be like owner of air gun that does not use it or something. That's a really long name, not a very good. We'll figure something out. Or just useless. Give us some time. No, no, no. You're not useless. I, you name know, is, your name is Utsler. My name is Utsler. We heard enough of that growing up, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's all a great school honesty. joke. You know, it's like one of those. Yeah, I've heard that before. Try another one. Um, anyway, back to the story. What about the three five seven? Here's what the three five seven does. The thirty cal is putting out about 81, 80, 80, 81 foot pounds. It's phenomenal. Definitely. The three five seven's putting out about ninety foot pounds. There's not a big difference there. But the big difference is that one is legal to hunt big game. And one isn't. Exactly. So here's what I'm thinking. And, and I, some folks may have a hard time wrapping themselves around this, but and I'm thinking probably from the manufacturer's perspective. I want to provide something that allows those people in states that have laws that are friendly to hunting with an air gun, I want to be able to provide them a product that will work in their state. And I think most states uh, are, are set at that 35 and above. There are some that are 40 and above. But right. But the 35 and above seems to be sort of that baseline. So if you can, uh, if you can put out a product that's accurate, that has a good number of shots, that produces reasonable amount of power, then I think that fills the need for the legality side of it. Is it going to satisfy those that are 120 foot pounds? No. And I don't know if 120 foot pounds is going to be practical out of that gun. I just don't know. Um, if they can get that stable 90, maybe 95, even starting to tickle maybe 100 foot-pounds in that area, I think they're going to be golden. I think they'll have a great gun. Right now, I'm right at that 90 foot-pound level. I'm getting two full mags with an extreme spread of less than 20 feet per second. Now, I don't know of another 357 big bore on the market that can put 12 shots downrange in that tight of a spread no, without a regulator. Not. So... Is it as powerful as some people want? No. But everybody wants more power. It's never going to be that powerful. Really, you've got a few guns in 357 that people are really looking at. The Recluse. The Recluse is like at the top. And that's and I say top in velocity. I, I did a search. And I don't know what, what, what FX and those guys may have in 357. I didn't see anything at, at the... At the site, you know, Airguns of Arizona. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. I saw they had thirty cal. I didn't see three five seven. Yeah, all I've so, really seen is thirty cal out of them. <clears throat> so three five seven, you've got the Evonics, which are between seven hundred and eight hundred, and I, I think eight hundred probably a stretch. Seven hundred to eight hundred feet per second. You've got the Evonics, which is or not the Evonics. You got the Sam Yang, which is shooting close, like nine hundred and eighty feet per second. Okay, so you're looking at the the Sam Yang. Uh, Recluse is shooting 180 to 280 feet per second faster than anything else on the market. That's there's nothing else that competes with that velocity and no, power. There just no. isn't. So if that's what you want, well, there's a gun that does that for you. You know, if you back down to the the uh, to the Evonics guns, 
They're in that 700 to 800 feet per second range. And frankly, that's sort of where Hudson's sitting. It's in that 700 feet. It's at the bottom end of it, but, you know, it's at a 700 feet per second range. But I bet you the price point is going to be better than what you're getting from the Ivonics guns. Definitely. It's not, I mean, the Ivonics guns have a pretty nice build quality. Like, we've got the the sniper here. It, it looks the baddest of any air gun I've ever shot. It's amazing. Yeah, definite tactical rails everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. And there's really nothing that compares to it. Um, it's certainly not for everybody, but I love shooting it. Um, hold on just a second. Oh, I'm trying to find the headset mic, and it's over oh, It's a lapel mic. Hold on just a second. Cecil, say something. I'm going to breathe and cough. Well, see, then you have the... Uh, um, <laughs> You have the, uh, like, with the Avonix Sniper, and then you have, like, the Avonix Max-ML, um, which is another, it's an attractive gun, but it's got a, its place. And it, with the Recluse, really powerful, but how many shots do you get out of it? That's that's the issue. You only get a few shots out of each fill. Um, with the, uh, from what we've seen from the Hotson guns, is you're getting about two magazines with consistent good shots. Yeah, right now the 30 cal is really one magazine with consistent shots. It starts dropping off pretty quick. But the 357 is phenomenal. I mean, it gives me a solid, good two magazines. It's incredible. So um, I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm not a power junkie anymore. I'm just not. I used to be. No. I used to. You know, when they when I first saw that Gamo 1650 feet wall, man, I had to have it because that was it. Oh, yeah. And then I got Faster one. Faster is better. I got one, and it, it was not it. No. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was not it at all. <laughs> Um, it looked cool. I've got actually, I've got the Hunter Extreme and 177, 22, and 25. I have a match set. Um, and in 25, it's a really nice gun. And in 22, it's okay. And in 177, it's pretty much useless. But I was a power junkie. I'm not anymore. So when I'm seeing when I'm seeing a gun that's putting out respectable power, respectable shot count, with respectable accuracy, it's a respectable gun to me. Yeah, definitely. And I don't if it doesn't hit that. You know that that theoretical mark that everybody thinks it needs to. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. I don't know how to change public perception that way because people are going to want what they want, and that's fine. Right. That's cool. That's what the market's about. Somebody will build it for them. Exactly. I like. I actually like what the three five seven brings to the table. Mm -hmm. It's a good fifty yard hammer of a gun. Still more power than the thirty cal. It's going to have reduced range because of the reduced velocity. But if I can shoot an inch, inch and a half at fifty yards with ninety foot pounds at the muzzle. That's a viable hunting gun that'll be legal in a lot of places, and that's why they're building that gun. Right, exactly. I'm happy and with it, it. It, it's ethical. It's an eth you know, hunting at an ethical distance. A lot of people want that hundred yard accuracy, that one, you know, one MOA accuracy, true one MOA accuracy, hitting out at a hundred yards. But ethically, with the, with an air rifle, with the 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 physics of the operation of it. Mm -hmm. Ethically, you really shouldn't go beyond 50 yards. Okay. Let's see. We got all kinds of stuff happening here in the in the chat room. Let's see what we got going on here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Have you all done any hunting with the 30 or 357 yet? Well, yes, sort of. Uh, we went hunting yesterday. Or not yesterday. <laughs> last Sunday. Saturday. Sunday. Sat Saturday. Saturday. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> you guys can't see me giving him the evil stink eye. I went out on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you went out on Sunday. Sunday night. So anyway, so we went out on Saturday, and what we're going to do is each take turns. I had the Air Arms S510 Ultimate Sporter, 25 cal. Cecil was sporting the... My gun or your gun? My gun, dear. I left the 177 right. here for the princess to use. Hey, I'm no princess. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, moving on. Um, you teed that one up for me, and I just let it go. Did you see that? I get points. I for did that, actually. Right? That was very well done. Babe. I get points for that later, right? Uh, no. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. So Cecil had the thirty cal hot on. I had the twenty five cal. So what we're thinking about doing? Go out. One person run the camera. The other person take the shot. We just switch off. Well, he was gracious gracious enough to let me take the first shot, and we got it on camera. I hit that. Squirrel at 47 yards, right up under the chin, man. Um, Knocked it for a loop, literally. It, it did. <laughs> it, it hit him hard. Uh, he still took him a little while to fall. Those things were tough. Uh, that, those squirrels are bigger and tougher than I thought. Yeah, well, these are Abert squirrels out here, and it's a different 
It ain't no breed. gray squirrel. It's, yeah, it's a different breed out here. <clears throat> um, if you had hit him with that thirty cal, probably took his head clean off. Um, oh yeah. But we never saw. We never got another shot. Really, unfortunately, with and so our plan is to go back out again, and this time Cecil will get the first shot. What we're actually thinking about doing is rather than taking more gear than we need, take one gun. One guy can shoot. One guy can. Then uh, you run the cameras, and we'll just switch off. So maybe the next time we go out, we make sure to just take the hot on thirty. And see what we get, and I think that'll be the better way to go. Yeah, that, that may be the best way to go. We'll we'll try it out and see how it works, and then right. we'll, you know, we're we're new to this whole. I'm new to it. Video thing, so we'll we'll get it. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to we're going to be producing that video. Um, Cecil's going to be working on those. I'm going to be working with him on the video production work. So we're going to put our heads together and come up with a way to. Uh, when we go hunting, take the footage, put it together, and we'll post it up on the site. He's got his own website. Tell us a little bit about about tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the air guns. It's different than what I'm doing. So talk about that for just a for, for just well, a see, bit. Well, see, I'm kind of building off of where you started out at. You know, as as the uh, the average Joe air guns and the, the lower end. You know what you're going to find in the stores type of thing, and trying to review some of that stuff and more of a from the hunting perspective. Right, and the experienced hunting perspective, and using them that way, um, a little bit less of the technical aspect, and more of what ever you know your average person is going to look for get coming into the market. Okay, um, and uh, we don't have the site up yet. The AirGunScout.com. Um, we're registered. working on that. It's registered. We, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't got around to working haven't on built that. it yet. Um, we got quite a few irons in the fire, but we're you know we we're moving them around. And uh, but we do have I do have the uh, the YouTube site set up. Correct. And I uh, got two videos on there. Don't be too mean on them. <laughs> I'm still working at it. <laughs> I'm a novice. See, look, your first videos are like the videos I did at year three or four. <laughs> Believe me, we'll, we'll you know I I. He's not kidding. You should actually go to YouTube and have a look at them. They're yeah, pretty bad. The, no, I, the I've the gone channel? back and looked. It, it, it's Air Gun Scout. Okay, yeah. Because my on first YouTube. ones were pretty awful. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, <coughs> did the uh, the, did the review of the uh, the Tac Boss 250 by Hot Song. Yeah, that's and actually a really nice gun. It is. It's it's a beautiful little pistol. And no, we should do like a giveaway. Really we should do. I've got two new ones. Yeah. Maybe we should do something towards the end of the year. Well, it is the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, so maybe two. maybe after shot or something. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, what's wrong with right now? No, there's not enough people. Have to Two's like, not enough. Two yeah, complete. We'll a, we'll f- look, look, woman. When I want your hey, pick. I'm just trying to get rid of one of the sixty-something plus you've got. Sixty-something plus. Did you notice I rearranged the office? I did, this but I didn't notice any of the guns going out the door. My wife out here for a moment. <laughs> <clears throat> I rearranged the office. Actually, it was me, and, and I had Micah here. He helped, but all but like two guns are off the floor. And they're on the wall. Have you noticed that, Cecil? I noticed that. It's amazing. Did you notice that? I mean, I rearranged all the slat wall. And if you notice, there's some organizational structure happening. Because that room is mostly Gamo and Umarex. And as you come into this room, we've got mostly Hatsan. And then we've got the little section for Crossman and Miscellaneous. Yeah. See? Check yeah, it out. Check yeah. it out. Look, he's got Hatsan, Hatsan, mm-hmm. all the Hatsan stuff. And then we have some Miscellaneous, a couple Stogers there. And yeah. You even got an Airsoft gun up there. I do. I got the Airsoft. A couple of them. Yeah, that's it's actually sharing a rack with the Crossman, that multi pump AR P seventy seven or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. That's actually kind of a fun little gun. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, speaking of fun little guns, today I was shooting now look, if you guys we talk about big four PCPs and all this isn't gonna do anything for y'all, so just go get a cup of coffee, relax, because you probably don't care at all about this. But I happen to be a father. Maybe you guys are too, and Maybe you have little ones that like to shoot. Well, Umarex came out with their APX, which is uh, a little multi-pump. It's like 50 bucks. It's really inexpensive. And so I'm doing this article series for Aragon Depot on the APX. The first article posted, I published it today. I'll probably post tomorrow or Saturday. And I'm going to be working on um, part two. I'm watching the chat. If something like funny or something happens to the chat, just let me know so we can, I can read it. Anyway, so um, I wanted to actually show Naomi and Sue working with this gun because it's a really it's really a perfect gun for youngsters to start with. It's got open sights. It's super safe. It's like the only multi pump that has an automatic safety. 
and look, it could go either way with the whole automatic safety thing. I don't know that I love an automatic safety because then you get lazy. True. But with the new shooter, I don't know that I hate it because at least the gun's on safe. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I, I kind of go back and forth on that one. But, you know, you pull the handle out to pump it and immediately the gun's on safe. Um, I set them up. I mean, Sue is, she could shoot okay. Okay, she, tell them the she, truth. Okay. She is a little bit spoiled, okay? Yeah. Well, she could shoot like her air arms okay, but when you put something that's not a thousand dollars into her hands, her you know, her nose starts going up in the air and all of a sudden it's just <laughs> Well, I have to I have to pump you know this up points each, you got earlier. And I lost all my points yeah, and I, I, I well, she wasn't gonna give me any, so I'm not losing Jack. So so <laughs> I, I I give her this little gun. It's kind of like Mario, you know, blink, 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 blink. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's going bad. <laughs> They're getting chased by the mushrooms. Yeah. Whatever they, they were. So I give her this little gun, and she's looking at it like, what do I do with this? And I said, well, you, I got a guy. She's, oh, it's one of those. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, was, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very impressed. So, yeah, like Initially. Little, initially, yeah, that's the yeah. point I was getting to. So you have to pull the little thing back. You, she was, like, struggling with the pellet. And, of course, you know wives. Yeah. They love to take instruction from their husband. Oh, definitely, They live yeah. for it. Yeah. In fact, whenever she has a problem, the first thing she says, oh, dear, dear husband, please instruct me on the proper use of whatever it is. Yes. I, that, I hear it all the time. Right. <clears throat> we all do, right? Absolutely. Yeah, right. So we're, <laughs> she's trying to get the pellet loaded. I'm saying, you know, there's an easier way to do that. She's not having it until she gets frustrated. I said... Now do you want me to show you? <laughs> so I show her how to do the pellet. Now she can load the pellet in. And then she goes, she loads the pellet, closes the little bolt, and she goes to shoot. I said, no, you got to pump it up. <laughs> she already hates brake barrels because it's like one shot at a time. <laughs> this is like, not only is it one shot, but it's like, at le- I'm like, well, no, at least five. So she's like, well, see, at least you were nice enough to let her load a pellet, actually cock it before she started pumping it, because with that <laughs> rifle, you have to cock it before you can pump it. it, it you know, we got it all done. She's loaded, now she's pumping it up. And she pulls the trigger. Of course, she, it's warm outside. You just had lunch. You know, ideally, the morning may have been better. So, you know, I've got the camera. First, I'm doing photography. I'm taking pictures. And, all right, be happy. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go over well. <laughs> and I've got, <laughs> I've got Sue here with a gun she hates initially, and I've got Naomi, who all she wants to do is shoot a gun, but she can't because her mom's working with it. So I've got her. She's got her arms crossed and folded. She's got sourpuss face. I said, look, be happy, I'm trying to take pictures here. Be happy, dang it. <laughs> so I think actually eventually – it actually turned out okay because Sue we did end up having fun actually. They, yeah, it just took a little while, um, a little long while. Anyway, so she did learn how to one cock it, load it, uh, pump it up, and she actually got to where she was shooting. I mean, it's, it's this is not a match gun by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, it and she doesn't shoot with open sights ever. She's always used scope, so she's using a new gun, a very inexpensive gun. Shooting with open sights, and you know, take a couple flyers away, and she can hit a quarter. And for a fifty-dollar gun, that's pretty good. Now, the cool thing about it, because it's so light, it's so uh, inexpensive, it's lightweight, it's easy to use, and it's safe. You know, this is something that here's a, a, a mom with her daughter shooting an air gun, right? And to me, that's a beautiful picture. Yeah, I mean. That's awesome because that's I would like to see more of that, and that was pretty cool to kind of see that sort of happen. And eventually, we got to the point where we were popping uh, paintballs off the top of golf tees, and with that's pretty cool. Popping water balloons, just plinking. It was a lot of fun, and um, so I've got some cool footage of that stuff. And I'll be when I put the video together, it would be uh, it'll be pretty it'll be pretty cool. But yeah, that'll be hey, great. Rick, but we've had um, people. <coughs> can you take just a breath, Ricky? Shoot. Yeah, I can take a breath. What's up? Um, we have Mr. Fast Phil on Facebook who said, Hi, Rick. Will we see more pellet selection and availability in the larger size pellets, example, 30 cal, and with my FX30 
Kel Bobcat, I'm shooting six magazines at 890 foot per second. Well, the FX is a phenomenal gun, and my hope is to eventually, one of these days, get my hands on one. You know, I've got nothing but good to say about the whole FX line. They are pricey, but, you know, you do get what you pay well, for. And that's a, something that I'd mentioned to, uh, um, to a Tom. Well, well, let me address that question, though. As far as pellet choices, I don't know. I think what needs to happen is one of these major manufacturers like, you know, H&N, and they just released a pellet that actually looks like a bullet uh, for 357. Um, the 30 cal seems a little anemic on availability for killer pellets. And I'm guessing well, H&N is going to address that because they're not going to... had a lot of manufacturers put out weapons <laughs> or with air guns for the, uh, the There's uh, enough of 30 the 30 cal. cals now out there, much like the 25 was not around to sort I mean, in, in any volume. When I first started back in 2006, 2007... I mean, a 25 cal was really unheard of. The 22 was really, I mean, in my circles, there's always been the 25s and that stuff, I realize. But as far as, you know, availability, it was rare to see a 25 cal break barrel anyway. Right. And now they're just everywhere, especially with Hatsan bringing over, you know, 177, 22, and 25 in almost every model. You know, there's a lot of 25 availability. And you've seen a response to that by the pellets. You've seen, well, you've got, of course, the JSB Kings, which are, King, as far exactly. as I'm concerned. Yes. But then you've got a you've got quite a selection over on the H and N and twenty fives and of course you've got the Yunjins which I've had mixed results with those. But yeah. well the, uh, the, the 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 manufacturers need to hear it from the, the consumer that mm -hmm. that's what they want. Because uh, they're not going to manufacture the pellets if they don't think they're going to sell them. Right. So, and it, and they're not going to expand upon them. If you take a look at say the <clears throat> if you take a look at the 30 cal, it's funny. I had an interesting call, talk with somebody about their guns, and there's a pellet that works flawlessly in the gun, um, but they want to redesign the gun to work with everything else. And I'm asking myself, uh, to what end? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you have a combination that's working, uh, just stick with that. You know, I mean, I, I understand maybe they want to provide more flexibility, but shoot, man, if the if you've got the perfect working combination, just be happy you got that. It's working well and be done with it. Right. If you can, you can say, hey, use this with this, and you'll have a tack driver. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that works for me. Or you can, you know, have a shotgun that'll shoot everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but like I was saying, I, I had mentioned it to uh, Tom on uh, on his Facebook um, because he was asking about why uh, the quality of of uh, air guns manufactured through most of the manufacturers mm -hmm. and stuff, why the quality wasn't that high. Okay. And I, I'd mentioned a couple of things about, you know, that the machines can't do cost-effectively machine the parts for the, the air guns um, as well as a, a you know experienced air gun smith can mm -hmm. and the deburring and, and all the tuning aspects of it. But also, um, it, I made a reference to, um, like, FX and Daystate and everything, all in BSA and stuff. Um, they're in Europe, and their major customer base is limited by their um, what they can use for hunting. They, you know, sure. they firearm certificates and everything. So they put a lot more time and effort into their manufacturing process to sell them to their, their sure. customers. Well, they have they can't they can't go out and buy a ten twenty two like we can here. Well, look at the difference between like European cars and American cars. Nothing against their, America makes some fine cars, yeah, but. I mean, there, there's a difference. Right. <laughs> there's a pretty significant difference in the fit and finish. And, and well, there, there, there's a reason why McDonald's came from America. <laughs> hey, I like McDonald's. What do you say? I'm not, I'm not, I'm I don't not, have I'm not catching it. Look at me. I don't want it every Nobody night. can I, tell that you like McDonald's. Babe. I am not <laughs> catching the reference. Or me, for that Mr. matter. Cecil. But, you know, it, it's, it's that kind of... What was the line cheap. I heard? What was the line I heard on The Voice the other night? It was... Yeah, I'm smelling what you just stepped in. <laughs> uh, that was pretty. I thought that yeah, was pretty that's good. Pretty good yeah. <laughs> anyway, so guys, I think this works. Yeah, I, I think it did work out pretty well. I think we gotta we're onto something here. So here's the plan, guys. Um, yes, please. Where's my dinner, woman? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have an air gun? Can't you go hunt something? You gotta pull uh, hey, I the, got a squirrel I, in the freezer. We just got to thaw him out and cook him. Ew! 
<laughs> Tell her what your website. I meant something like yourself. a steak. My website. Ooh, steak oh. sounds good. That um, sounds good. The website will be uh, airgunscout.com. Yeah. So that's going to be that. We can we'll we'll put our heads together and see what we can do in the next couple weeks. And um, I really like to get yeah. some sponsors for the show. Right now, we're just doing it because I'm actually trying to help my dad out. Might talk about that for a moment. Um, we're on EagleRadio.com right now, and Eagle Radio. It came from years ago. My dad had a satellite network. Um, and it wasn't like satellites up in the air. It was where he had a radio network. It was broadcast on the big ugly dishes on their sub audio. And stations would pull that off and then rebroadcast it on FM in various locations in the country. And it was called the Eagle Radio Network and it was 24 7. And we had, excuse me, had a lot of fun with that. And it's sort of, sort of died off for a while, and it was resurrected back uh, this time as an internet-based radio station. And, oh, pardon me. Oh, man, I need a mute button here. I apologize, guys. I'll figure that out so you guys don't <laughs> You actually have one, babe. <laughs> <clears throat> Listen, you what know what you, I need? You, you know what I need from you right now? I need a little bit of zip. I need <laughs> less lip and more ice water. <laughs> That's what I need right now. <laughs> Right, they are so me. <laughs> back to back to the story about Eagle Radio. So, I have I, the, one of the hats I wear happens to be as a web guy. Um, had a web development company since forever. Uh, our family business was into computer uh, support and technology, et cetera, et cetera. And um, in 2001, I had Dog River Design. When I and Sue and I we got married and. Started my own business, and it was a spinoff of Dog River Business Solutions. All of that comes back to the point of Eagle Radio Network. Eventually, we said, hey, let's do something with this again because it's very cool, and we can broadcast stuff, and we can do our own thing, and it's a lot of fun. Primarily, our ministry broadcasts all of their services. We have Bible studies Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. I think there's something, well, I mean, I'm going to be doing a, a, a live Bible study format Friday nights now, starting at, uh, I think it's 8.30 Eastern. So that ought to be fun. Um, and th- we also have uh, ra- uh, music shows. Paul, I don't know if Paul is up here with us, uh, but Paul Muller has a, uh, a, a radio show every day where he gets up and he talks about the you know what's going on in the country and plays some really cool music. At least it's cool for him, I suppose. I mean, it it may not be my kind of music. My dad, I don't know if my dad's still doing a radio show every day. He was there for a while. He had like four songs he liked. He just played those over and over and over. Um, <laughs> kind of like top 40. <laughs> that was like the top 12 from 1962. I mean, it was, I, if, <laughs> if he was here, he'd be giving me grief, let me tell you right now. But it was, you know, we, we need it to was set the, up a soundboard on there. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> poor dad. <laughs> I Get love some sound bites for And he's dad. coming out here, too, so I, I probably will pay for this. But anyway, so we decided to go ahead and do the radio station again, this time on the web. So eagle-radio.com is a website that I maintain through my web development business, Dog River Design. And that's why we have this venue. I mean, we can come up here. We can talk about whatever. Today, it happens to be air guns. And I think somebody's going to tell on me. <laughs> Thank you, Angie. I appreciate that. <clears throat> anyway. Hey, Angie, you know what they say about payback. We know where <laughs> you live. No, no, no. We don't, we, don't, we're, we don't play those games, Sue. Be nice. We'll wait till we'll see you next year. That was me being nice, don't I you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's Angie, my friend, just for those of you who don't know. Yes. Anyway, so Eagle Radio, they've got some cool stuff. We're going to be actually developing that site a little bit. Um, there's some you guys want to see what kind of shows right now. There's just a little bit of splattering of stuff, but I think this airgun thing might be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely going to be a lot of fun and pretty informative. And, and we'll be able to take callers if you guys are on Skype. You guys can actually Skype me. I can put you on the air. And uh, I know I was going to do that with Dave tonight, and uh, maybe we can get him or David, I should say. Um, we can do that maybe next time. Could be fun. And we'll uh, we'll pull up other people. I hope to do some interviews. I've got some spoiler alerts as we get closer to shot. I have a product coming, and I can't say who. I will say it's a European product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <gasps> Tell that us is, more. 
that is coming over, and it's going to be a new offering, and I'm excited to get it in. So once wow. that happens, it'll be a new thing option for us to ah, go out. Very nice. And see what we can get. So it will be fun. We shall see. Yeah. Maybe so we get some uh, spies and uh, some of these uh, U.S. companies who might give us some information. I think, on I think what's we're going to have out. the opportunity to have some interviews and have a little fun. And I'm curious to see how when we didn't shoot video tonight because I didn't actually expect to be up here this long. But it seems to be working pretty well. Mm. Rick, while you're taking a breath or a drink, um, when you guys have photos or anything that you'd like to post that's discussed on the show, feel free to email it to me or post it on Airgun Web or whatever. I'm adding photos of things that have been discussed, and let's see if anyone can figure out what that big monster truck thing was. And why you were oh, discussing you it on the show. Then. That whole thing is about <laughs> we were looking for something that we can go hunt with, so I'm not taking my F two fifty diesel up in the woods and down four four by you know, four wheeler four wheeler track trails. <laughs> well you also have a picture of Rick lying underneath a tree and I, I think I should probably post I think I should probably post the picture of Rick lying on top of the there mountain. There were probably well. there were probably there were more than one occasions where so this ground is nice and soft. I'll just stay <laughs> here for a while. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, what well, kind feel of free offering? to post them. Oh, yeah, that was me. I actually did a little video. I was staring up at the trees. I've got some footage we'll have to put together. It was probably going to be funny. Um, uh, Black Focal is asking what kind of offering. If you're talking about the air gun offering, uh, you'll have to wait and see. As soon as I get it and I'm allowed to talk about it more, we'll let you know. Hopefully we'll get some stuff from Umarex, which they promised me, back first of the year. That would be pretty cool. I don't know. We'll see what comes up. But I'm, I'm hoping this turns out to be a good avenue and good venue uh, for us to talk about air guns, get some people involved, get some manufacturers involved, let them know this is a friendly place that they can come and talk about stuff and uh, and see what happens. I think yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Try to get it. Get a- uh, section where we give the the listeners a voice so that maybe they right. can make suggestions to the you know that we can pass right. along or even if we have a a guest that they can make suggestions to a uh, manufacturer or something to what they'd like to see. Excellent, I think it's great. But so we need to so create a Skype name that people we can advertise so that people can actually <laughs> call in with their questions. I'll do that. I was actually thinking about getting a number, like a Skype number they could call, but I, a good name would. I, we'll figure that out. We'll have that now. The show schedule. Let's get back to that for just a moment, and we can wrap it up. Show schedule will be. What are we? The third Sunday or second Sunday? Second Sunday of the month. Is this the second Sunday? I think it's the second Sunday. This is the no, second. No, third Sunday. This oh. will be the th- third, because the second was after. Yeah, this will be. this will be the third, the third. of the yes. month. Third. All right, it looks like the third Sunday of the it's month. The What's that, James? It's the third. Thank you. So the third, <laughs> Sunday, third Sunday of the month, every month we'll be doing a show. And we're going to be talking about probably a little bit about Havasu Air Gunners. Because yep. we can talk about what we did last month and what we're going to be doing next month. Right. Which will be, we're going to hit that. Havasu Air Gunners, by the way, is how I met Cecil. He, uh emailed me. He's the co-founder of Havasu Air Gunners, which is the club here in town. And so, uh, well, it's worked out very well. Glad to have him around. So, yeah. well, yes, we, we will. very blessed to, yeah, to meet each other, it's that's been, for sure. It's been awesome. We will definitely be posting stuff on, on Facebook, and also I'll probably throw it out on Twitter. And uh, I'm excited. This has turned out far better than I could have imagined, so I'm pretty tickled. I think we'll have a good time with this. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've already got Ideas floating around in my head that we haven't even talked about yet. Well, so. that's cool. Well, keep oh, no. around up there. Yeah. There's plenty of space from what I hear from Jen. Yes, yes, that's what I hear. That was a wife all, joke. Yeah, all I need is the uh, the hunting part, and then I'm good. There we go. So. If you guys enjoy the show, <laughs> let us know. If there's stuff you want to know about, stuff you want to hear, definitely let us know. We'll be posting probably archives on eagleradio.com or eagle-radio.com. And of course, we'll be putting stuff up on the uh, up on the YouTube when we get the videos produced, which will be yep. Cecil's thing. So if it doesn't come up quick enough, you guys know who to harass. It's not me. Yes, it will be all on me. all on not Cecil. Me Gotta love it. All right, guys, we're out. <laughs>
If you can keep me on the ground 